I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. to the Wise Men Say Preview podcast as we look ahead to Sunderland's fixture at the weekend against Rochdale away. But we're going to start this evening's podcast by looking back at last night's game against Accrington Stanley, in which Sunderland won 3-0, of course. Uh, Rory Fallow and his dad were at the game. This is a report by them. Hello, Rory Fallow here. You join us on the way back from Accrington Stanley on a very dark, no streetlight-ridden journey across the Pennines back to the northeast. Um, after a 3-0 very professional comprehensive win from Sunderland, you join me here with who has been christened me dad, especially after the Wembley weekend, me dad Mal- Rory, yes sorry, apologies, Rory's dad, after the, the Wembley weekend of uh, fellow podcast members coming up being are you Rory's dad and I feel I feel kind of almost reluctant to actually say your name after. Oh no, um, never say my name. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm it became, became a bit something. of a you know when you would read like the Bean or as you, as you got older the Viz and it would say like reader's voice or something like that or editor's voice or anything like that. that's kind of what you became. Um, but the Wembley weekend feels like a good jumping off point for this because. It was the perfect reaction tonight, wasn't it? To 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 Wembley, we were but worried if what would would we be able to to react to that, and we very much did, didn't we? We did. I, I think it could have gone either way, couldn't it? It could have been like a calamity, and everybody said it was the headache of of Wembley and, and, and the aftermath of Wembley has, has left us bereft. But the opposite is true. That was a comfortable victory, as comfortable as you, as you would get. And the, the the main positive is from it. It's not just a comfortable win, but the almost fringe players coming into it. And I guess I guess the main fringe player, well, I, I guess there's two you've got to, to single out, but one who's not played for a long time, especially is Dylan McGeoch. Was came in the midfield. We've seen Catamall and Ledbetter playing excellent in those roles, and McGeoch just slotted in seamlessly, didn't he? He looked exactly like Ledbetter had, exactly like Catamall has. He was making challenges, he was pushing us further up the pitch and he was he didn't look like a player who'd not started a game for a long time, did he? Definitely not. And that, that proves we've got strength in depth in the squad because I think there was others that did that. You know, Morgan coming on for McGeady. Um, there was Hume was a, was a was a massive plus tonight. I think, you know, we have got that squad. We've always said fixtures are going to mean that we have to have a squad that has strength in depth and I think we've shown that tonight Yeah and the, and the, and the squad depth is a big thing isn't it, you know we've got these a lot of games coming up in a very short space of time and 
a lot of us probably didn't expect a score 4-4-2 tonight as well with with that in mind with the fact that we're going to probably have to rotate the forwards and what you were saying before about Morgan coming on um, McGeady coming off at half time there's an element of he's done his job we were 2-0 up there but the, the squad's going to come into, into play a lot isn't it the fact that it wasn't just McGeady playing in the centre of midfield today but power as well You've, we've, we essentially took the two sitting midfielders out who played in at Wembley in a Wembley final and replaced them with two who were at this level really I know you can make arguments whatever who's your, who, who are your favourites but who were at this level and it was proved tonight oh, as good like and, and, and that's a big thing isn't it I think you've also got to add Honeyman to that who was banned and didn't play yeah. so you know we've got two midfield players to come in uh, um, who are probably four and five in our squad uh, and probably others as well and then you look up front because we've had Wyke a strange performance from Wyke but you've also had a goal from Sterling because you know I thought before the game Sterling's going to be called on before the end of the season yeah and, 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 and to, dr- to drill a little bit more on that it's strange they're strange I, I guess sounds a bit harsh on Wyke because Wyke especially in the first half was was superb and a lot was coming through him as much as it was actually he was a nightmare for their two centre halves. I mean, he, he put himself about. He did what he's good at. I mean, I think what we've got to accept uh, is that Wyke is not going to score very many goals. Wyke's going to end up like a likable Altidore and a likable Danny Gray. We're going to see, pull out. Stats. And it was it was great to see the fans getting behind him tonight as well. Because yeah. as I say, there's going to be there's going to be stats about Wyke in the future. That are things like you know goalkeepers have scored more goals than him and things like that. <laughs> it's just a fact, and we've got to live with that and just think well, that's not what he's there for. But he made it comfortable for Greg tonight as well, and and, and the fact that that Greg that Greg got the well space is maybe in it kind, but to get the opportunity for the goal, which was off a long punt from McLaughlin, yeah, yeah. was because was because yeah. other defenders were looking at Wyke, and we we have said Greg has been looking too isolated, and you know it's no coincidence that. He gets a goal like that when Mike's on the pitch, and and White was he was opening up spaces. He was dropping deep. He was winning headers. He nearly actually in the first half made a great little header when it led to I think yeah it was power putting a shot just wide um, in the first half. And what you're saying about Sterling as well. Sterling came on and was fantastic as well. Did did exactly what he we needed him to do. He was busy. Made that run to get on and you know Morgan very fantastic. Un- Unselfishness from him to to slip him in, and it was the the reaction of the rest of the players was really nice to see as well. How they were oh, straight well, to him. See the lads been doing it in training and the, the players from. But I think one word of caution is that Accrington were hopeless, mate. They, you know, you can see. Uh, well, I, I, well, but at the same time, let's not remember we're we're only we're less than two months away from them going two 0 up at the Stadium of Light. Yes, and. Arguably, if the game hadn't have been abandoned, it would have finished a draw. So we've come away with three points, where we could have only come away with one if the game had gone to 90 minutes. So a little bit of luck, a little bit of rubber the green coming our way. But honestly, the the pitch was atrocious, and so they, you know. But we dealt with it better, yeah, and and you ex you would expect you would have expected the home side to being able to. Oh yeah, play on ploughed field because that's yeah. what they're doing every other week. Yes, Absolutely. exactly. Yeah, yeah, I get that, but I think uh, we've done what was expected of us tonight and we've got to do it again and again and again you know starting with Rochdale on Saturday and 
you know, that, that performance does give you the confidence of that as well. There's other players who we can bring into that. There'll be a lot of players pushing to potentially even be in the starting eleven. Um, you know, maybe not the likes of Sterling, but potentially the likes of Lewis Morgan because he's came off the bench and you know I think actually Gooch to his to credit I'm not his biggest fan but he did well today so it that didn't look like a team who were coming off the back of a bit of heartache at Wembley it was so professional yeah. it, and, and as well there was an element of pressure because obviously Barnsley um, did drop points at the weekend and they, they didn't look phased by that it didn't look like or well, the, he, the weight of the world about is on their shoulders here. Uh, they looked like they were, they were relishing it tonight, and they wanted to put everything right yeah, tonight. Exactly. I, I would take it a step further, saying it wasn't, you know, lads feeling sorry for themselves. I think they, they came out to prove a point tonight, and you could tell that because we went at them early and we got an early goal as a result of that. You know, for Sunderland, a lot of the times this season, it's been 20 minutes before we've got started. Tonight, we went at them from the off, and we got that all-important second goal as well. That's a big, big thing. You know, they've only got him one in the time despite them being rubbish would have still worried me but getting that second goal on the stroke of half time was a, a, a huge bonus but yeah I, I think not only was it a not a feel sorry for yourselves night and, and it had been a downward spiral it was right we've got something to prove and people rolled the sleeves up uh, and, and got us the result tonight it's fantastic and I guess to end it on after tonight and the cup final weighing into us automatic promotion is it on well um probably going to start thinking about that but at the moment we're on such a desolate road in between Skipton and Harrogate <laughs> I'm really worried that we break down and we end up having to knock on a farmer's door who makes us sleep with his daughter and promise not to interfere with her <laughs> so is that a yes or no daughter uh, like I say I mean, well, that, that, that's probably me trying to take my mind off it I, if I allow myself to slip into it you know we'll end up having draws Barnsley will get some let, hey let's look at it this way Barnsley would, if you were a Barnsley supporter you're going to be devastated if you'd seen that tonight and that's oh, a great absolutely, absolutely. That, that, that's a great note yep. done. Yep, it is, and hopefully tonight is is the start of that run of games that we're putting together and automatic promotion. It's very much on. Back on. Our thanks to Rory and Rory's dad for their post-game report on the way home from Accrington Stanley last night, which of course saw the lads win 3-0. Um, we're going to hear from Jack Ross now, uh, courtesy of BBC Radio Newcastle's Nick Barnes. He spoke to him post-game. He started off by asking him about the pressure that was on the team to win last night. I mean, I think tonight was a, was a, there was a good degree of test of character for us tonight. I'm sure people would have expected this to be difficult for us because of coming so close to the cup final um, uh, but I, I didn't really have any doubts that the group would answer that in terms of their character because I've shown that time after time this season it's just then producing a performance to match that um, and they did that um, throughout the course of the game I thought all aspects of the game were good tonight and, but it's a difficult venue against a team that have a good season they've got plenty to play for and you can see you know, when you're down close to the pitch it's not easy to play on it as well so there was loads of different aspects of our game tonight that were pleasing A, a bold start the 4-4-2 matching mm. up presumably that's what you thought was it with, with um, action at the weekend and an attacking start to the game um, no I mean obviously they played 3-5-2 so it was um, a bit it was more a lot to do with the conditions today we knew how the pitch would be um, 
we know the dimensions of the pitch and so we knew we would have to play forward quicker and um, I thought we did it well but then you need the players within the system to obviously play well I think a lot's made of systems and etc but there's also a lot to do with just how players play within it um, and tonight there was you know all those players in the park played well so it's, and it was it was terrific for me because the number of those players that have that have been frustrated at, at lack of game time I have commented on it, I've said they've kept themselves right in training and in bounce games and that showed today because they were they were bang at it and that's you know it's hugely encouraging for me as a manager. Aiden giving you the perfect platform as well. Yeah, he's um he's enjoyed it. His season just gets better and better and he's um he's in a really good place at the moment. I think everybody can see that. He just picked up a knock first half, um so why we took him off at half time and you know, we're hoping obviously very obviously that's nothing too serious and quick turn around to Saturday because he's been so important for us and the quality of the strike was terrific again. I was think, thinking as well, Dylan McGeoch, we, we were watching him in pre season and, and that, that was the Dylan we saw in pre season. Yeah, it was um, I think it's a, it's probably the most apt way to describe it and I was chatting to him yesterday and we spoke about the team and what we're going to do and for me he's trained and and he's played in a couple of bounce games and he's 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 trained and played it the way he was pre-season um and that was good for me going into today and I, and I think then the, the great thing was he reproduced that and it's a great way to put it because that was what we've seen from him and um, it has been a bit stop start for him but if he can you know if he can be in that vein of form between now and the end of the season it's a big boost for me as well and you've got to feel for Charlie White haven't you I mean he, he deserved the goal tonight I think he did his, his overall play was terrific and um I was delighted that the fans gave him such backing because he's, um, his performance level was terrific and frustrated he's not scored because the strikers always are but he's, um, his overall contribution to this one in the game was, was, um, was terrific and he'll take, he'll take good confidence from One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Reception he got from supporters during the game and when he, when he came off the park as well. Jack Ross there uh, talking about last night's victory at Accrington Stanley, 3-0 away from home. I'm glad to say I'm joined in the studio tonight by Matthew Keeley, a regular on the Wise Men's Day podcast. Hi, Matthew. Hi. Uh, are you fully recovered off Wembley yet? I think so. I think um, having Monday off definitely <laughs> definitely was, was required. Yeah. There's still a lot of people, you know, checking their bank balances for the first time. Yeah. You know, finally. This week feel, feels really weird. Odd. Really strange because we, you know, a lot of people took Monday off. We had the game last night, um, and obviously we've got the game of the weekend, which we're going to talk about. Uh, do you want to quickly uh, your thoughts on last night? Obviously, the manager there was very, uh, you know, appreciative and had a lot of praise for the likes of McGeoch and Charlie Wyke and Aidan McGeady. Obviously, similar thoughts from yourself. Yeah, I thought it was a, it was generally a really accomplished performance, and probably for me the most dominant we've been throughout a game all season. Like we we battered them and I think if it couldn't if it was five or six they couldn't have had any complaints really he was touching on Wyke I thought he was really good it's just a shame he can't seem to get a goal and he had a really good chance as well a couple of really good chances but it wasn't a be but 
think fair play to him really because he's he looks to have really knuckled down now and well that's the thing him and um Will Grigg have been on the pitch together on a couple of occasions now in the league and from the last two occasions they've, they've both they've, well Will Grigg scored, Grigg scored them, hasn't yeah. he um so it's proven to that, that you know maybe his job isn't you know, to be in the box and score goals, but deliberately knock them on, hold the ball up, or put it through for Will Grigg. You know, yeah, I think his his touch is is really good for yeah. a like sort of a big like you presume he's a target man. He's yeah, he doesn't seem as effective almost in the air for me. Yeah, like I go back like last night, power when he played a one-two with him on the edge of the box, his flick was brilliant back yeah. to him. Probably yeah. should have scored. And then in, even in the second half, the, when he's going through, he looks comfortable with the ball at his feet, not so much when he's sort of aimed in the air oh, at him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, interesting one. Um, and, of course, McGeoch as well having a, a brilliant game and arguably probably his best game for Sunderland, you could yeah, say. Yeah, I, I thought he was excellent. Like, he was really good at, I think it was Plymouth away, and it was a similar sort of performance to that where mm. him and Power had the game... Really, just controls the pair of them. There was a lot, a lot of energy in the middle of the pitch, which is something that you wouldn't necessarily associate with with McGeek. Um He just tends to keep it taking over. But I thought he was really there getting was a in lot there, of winning drive, the ball, passing it fast. Did wasn't he? really well for Gooch. Gooch hit the post in the first did, half. Yeah. He did really well for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I th- no, I thought it, I thought it was a great performance by. By everyone, really. Yeah, and Denver Hume as well. Yeah, really good. Yeah, really good. He had a good cameo at Wembley as well. He did. He's great going forward. He's like a total. He's at Oviedo, but he can defend as well. Yeah, (laughs) he's great. All right, we should we should look forward to the weekend. Now it's it's getting tight at the top of the table, isn't it? But last night, psychologically though, for the players, three points behind Barnsley in second. Now, obviously, a couple in hand as well. Matthew, we we go away to Rochdale at the weekend. They're struggling at the moment. They're second off bottom. They're currently on forty. Two points, which is not a bad points tally it's to not. be that far down, is it? No. Uh, uh, you know they've won two of the last five. It's not terrible form, um, but you know they have conceded the most goals in the league, seventy-seven. That's a lot of goals. That'll be goals. what nearly two a game, really. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know a great deal about. I actually missed the Rochdale home game, so I don't know a great deal about them. But I think it's certainly a game now where. After that, last night, everyone's got to be on a, a major buzz after that, surely. Yeah, that's surely got to be the hardest one. To yeah. come back from the Wembley yeah. defeat, the hardest game was last night. That's out of the way with now. A very yeah. professional performance. It was difficult as well, because that pitch is a joke. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, do you want to talk about that a little bit? Because, you know, there's been a bit of controversy yeah. I mean, because it, of that. It's, you've seen, seen, if you watch the goals back, or if you were there, there's just, down the flanks, there's, there's no grass on it. Yeah, it's terrible. I've genuinely there are Sunday league pitches in better country. I don't know yeah. how it's that bad. Yeah. To be honest, it's mm. it's not really. And I know budgets come into it, and they're a small club, Accrington, and yeah, but it's not acceptable. It, yeah. it just isn't. How someone's going to get hurt playing on that? What kind of um, you know? How could they be disciplined? Do you think? Though? I don't know. I'm not sure. But it, if it's starting to cut, like say, if they get two days of rain. Well, if they get a couple of hours of rain. Well, we've seen, yeah. yeah. 75 minutes of rain. Yeah, well, yeah. That's not, that's not going to hold up. And then it's going to, now it could become a real issue this stage in the season. Say if it, say if it rains in a couple of weeks, hmm. where they're going to, how they're going to play games. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm not saying they should be <laughs> punished particularly, but I think they've got, something's got, if it's certainly like this 
next season and have had a whole year to, to sort, sort it out. Yeah. I don't know. But well, we it's are, just not acceptable. We are where we are. It's League One football for you, it is. I guess, uh, to a certain extent. And, it's you know, as we just briefly touched upon, we're going to get down to the business end. Um, you know, we've got a, we've got a few hard fixtures to come, haven't yeah. we, really, after this Rochdale one. We've got um, four home games left as well. Mm-hmm. Um, where, where do you think Sunderland are going to slip up? We'll look, at, look at it from a, a negative point of view. Where do you think the slip-ups are? I think, I was talking to my dad about this last night, I think the hardest game we've got left is Coventry at all. I think that as well. That's, a, that's the fixture I pulled out straight away, yeah. Because they, we... <laughs> We probably should have lost that game, yeah. barring some kind of miracle save in the last minute by McCull- by the keeper. Yeah, um, where I think the defence messed. There was another one of the mix-ups, I think, between one mm. 0 We down. were winning one 0 Oh, did Max Power scored that game. Catamol. I've got my away. facts completely wrong. Coventry <laughs> uh, away was yeah. Catamol scored just after half time. Did yes. Um, and then they equalised, and. They probably should, but we were pretty much playing with 10 men because Gooch was injured. That's the one, I remember now, yeah. Yeah, it's Dion, didn't he? But I thought they were quite good, mm. Coventry, and yeah. they, they've caused some problems to... Well, they've just drawn up Barnsley as well Yeah, last week. 2-2, two, two, come back twice from yeah. from like losing positions. Mm. So I think that's the toughest game. Obviously, you've, I'm not too concerned about Saturday, nor should you be, really. Burton is a strange team, but you should have enough to beat them at home. And then... Obviously Portsmouth, but we've seen what they're about now twice. Mm. So you'd like to think if we can play like we did in the first half at Wembley for the whole game. And it's obviously a different occasion totally for them as well. It's an away game for them. Mm-hmm. So that's, for me, Coventry is, if we're going to slip up, which I <laughs> sincerely hope we don't, Yeah, then it's going to be there. What about the team on Saturday, though, Matthew? Because last night, because we saw such brilliant performances from the likes of McGee, from the likes of Denver Hume, mm. from the likes of Charlie Wyke, the manager's got a bit of a headache, hasn't he? Yeah, I think rotation's key now. We've got, we can't play the same team for the rest of the season. We've got, like, seven games in, I don't know, 10 days or yeah, something ridiculous. Yeah. So it's, for me, I think, you could probably get away with the same team on Saturday, and then change it for yeah. for Tuesday. You're not not three in a row because it's three in less than a week. Mm. But I think you could maybe change one of the midfield too. Catamol obviously he's had a total rest. Yeah, I'm, I'd be tempted to leave him out again and just let him have a week to to recover because I think they played exceptionally last night in the midfield. I would leave them. I would. I, the only person personally I would look to change was I would check on Grig. And if he's not fit... Could you start him from the bench, maybe? Yeah. And I'd probably look to play Sterling, maybe. He looked, who also looked good last night. He did. He really composed as well. Yeah. It was a good good finish. Um, I'd look to... If there's any sort of danger of him getting a kick and being out for three weeks, mm. don't play him against Rochdale. Yeah. We should have it, without being arrogant, we should have enough, really, If we certainly if we play like that. I also thought uh, Lewis Morgan really worked as an impact player yeah. last night. I I thought that from, from when we first signed definitely him. Definitely more so than from the start. Yeah, because he tends to fade like fades, 60 yeah. minutes, doesn't he? Yeah, and tired legs as well. Mm-hmm. If he's coming on against players who've played on, particularly last night on that pitch, mm-hmm. defenders for 70 minutes, mm-hmm. he's just walking past them. Uh, happy with the defence last night? Yeah, I thought... Um, I still, I still would like Matthews a right back, but he's injured, mm. so there's nothing really you can do about that. No, um, yeah, Hume definitely looks. 
He looks more of a threat than James is fine. Yeah, but he look Hume just looks more for his younger. He looks more more accomplished. I heard Marco Gabbiadini on Radio Newcastle last night. He said he sees grass and runs into it. Yeah, which is what you want to see from a football fan's yeah, point of view, isn't it? He's a massive threat on the overlap. Mm. He's really quick as well. Yeah, and I think for he's not played a lot of senior football. Looks like he's it looks like he has. Mm. And do you think with the threat of or nine who likes to get forward on the right, and with the threat of now Denver Hume on the left, you could afford to change the shape a little bit better to support, to make McGeady perhaps a little bit more central. Yeah, you could almost give him a free roll. Yeah. Because he's to, in this division, he's that good. Look he, where he's, he's getting his goals from. He, just outside the box, isn't it, every time? Yeah, he's just cutting in and pinging it in the top corner yeah. every week at the minute. Yeah. But he, he's that good, you can just you could probably set the team up with 10 men and just go to him. You just play where you want, basically. Yeah. That would be good. <laughs> if you get another goal like you did, uh, he did. I think it. as well. Just quickly, goal difference is something we're gonna. Obviously, you mentioned Rochdale have conceded a lot of goals. Yeah, seventy-seven. Not, not taking for granted we're going to win the game. Another three-nil win would would be Put amazing because they're two goals ahead of us, aren't yeah. they, Barnsley? And they could come down to that, couldn't it? Yeah, it's, it could well come. Like you say, if we were to win this, lose our game in hand. Mm. Well, level on points were the same, but we could all win the remainder. Who, who have Barnsley got at the weekend? Can you remember? They're playing um, Burton away, actually. Okay. So that's a tough game for them, Burton, really unpredictable. Especially at home, they had a good record, didn't they? Over yeah, the last few years. they had a couple of good cup results as well there this season. They beat Forest at mm. home. Um, so uh, that's a tricky game, and I think Luton have got Blackpool at Do home. you think psychologically as well, it's harder to be Barnsley than it is to be Sunderland right now? I think they're looking over the shoulder, aren't they? And every slip up they have, well, they're they're hoping that we slip up, praying that we slip up, because if they know if we win every game, they can't do anything about it. Yeah. So I think, I think the players have been drilled that as well. Yeah. Especially after what happened on Sunday. Yeah, and I think because it's all it is. I get what people say: you're better off having points on the board, hmm. and to an extent, I do agree. And I think almost these. These games in the short amount, short space of time that we've got, could almost, for all, it's a real grueling sort of few weeks. Could almost, if we get, if we win on Saturday, they're not going to want to stop playing football. Yeah. So I think the play, they'll just be, they know what they've got to do. They know if they win every game, we're promoted. Mm. So I think I would rather be. For all we've got difficult games coming, I'd rather be in our position. Barnsley cannot cannot slip up now. Yeah. Because they know that we're. Right Holding them down, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Right, then, we'll look at predictions on Matthew. What do you think the score's going to be on Saturday? Well, playing like we did yesterday, yeah. I, I see no reason why it shouldn't be, shouldn't, well, certainly win the game. What if we got that 3 0 win and then, you know, well, the, the mental I, advantage I think of the goal difference, like you mentioned? If we can get another 3 0 or, or win by three goals, I, I think that's psychologically, even without whatever Barnsley do. He's got, to, he's got to set them up for goals as well. With that in mind, you'd think. I think we have to. Uh, well, especially their defence as well. Their Who's in goal for them? Luke um, uh, Steele. Steel. Lee Camp. Steel. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, but uh, certainly, certainly a victory. In yeah, it's three points. Really. Well, it has level. to be, doesn't yeah. it? If you yeah. if we if we want to catch them, so yeah. Right, okay then. Uh, we'll end things there. Just a reminder, you can get a hold of the Terry Butcher special podcast if you just look through the stream of the Wise Men's Day podcast. And uh, the guys will be back on Monday for a post-Rochdale pre- 
Accrington. Burton. Burton. There's a Burton on Tuesday. We play Accrington again. I've had enough of them. Yeah, we're playing them again soon, I think. (laughs) Anyway, it's going to be confusing. It's going to be a busy couple of weeks, but we are really looking forward to it here. We'll see you next time. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.